It's by choice, not by chance, that successful companies have exceptional organizations that are effective and efficient. Their leaders know that all parts of the company must be integrated and aligned, where governance and structure, people and process get as much attention as deals and transactions, key results and deliverables. The ability to quench customer needs in a competitive market depends on it. The tools in this toolbox are essential because of the vaccine they provide against organizational problems, the high stakes of not using them, and the enormous benefit that flows to the bottom line. Collectively, they can be a mainstay of your leadership craft. This is David Gazik bringing you Lead with the Essentials, your toolbox for organizational checkups and sustained health. We continue the series with number 20 of 22 short episodes for leaders of an organization and anyone intent on joining their ranks. This episode, The Tool of Conflict Resolution, is the fifth of seven on people. We'll look at how resolving conflict is a process of shifting your mindset from an entrenched either-or position to the relationship, where you recognize the counterproductive pattern of your actions and reactions. You examine the lens through which you each see the issues, and you restructure past thinking that no longer serves you, so you can reframe your approach, disrupt the pattern, and increase the opportunity to find common ground. I'd like to acknowledge that this episode draws on the book by Diana McLean Smith called Divide or Conquer, How Great Teams Turn Conflict into Strength. Let's begin. Successful relationships between you and other leaders in your company grow stronger over time, despite your differences and the intense pressures you're under. It's similar to successful marriages that grow stronger over the years, even when the two people have different personalities and styles and different interests and beliefs. But as we all know, couples who marry out of their shared love and feelings of connection can have major disagreements and ongoing battles that can cause the relationships and the family unit they've built together to fray and break apart. And if they both become entrenched in their positions, it can lead to deadlock and separation. Similarly, you and a colleague who work together out of a shared passion and common vision can have ongoing problems in your relationship and core disagreements over important business matters that can turn contentious. If you can't resolve them, they can weaken and break apart your organization and the company you've built together. And if you both become entrenched in your positions, it can also lead to deadlock and separation. When you're in a conflict with someone, you can each feel trapped by constructs of your own making, where you're both upset by the other person's behavior, and you each see their behavior as the problem that needs to change, not yours. Where you each think you just need to tell the other person to change, and when they don't, it means they don't want to change or they just don't get it. You never think that your behavior may be part of the problem. So you each keep trying to make the other person change. 
never thinking that each of you may be trying the wrong things. When the other person won't change, you decide they can't be influenced, not that you can't be influenced. You each conclude there's nothing else you can do. So you both stop trying and treat the relationship as if it was over, whether you both stay in the company or leave. The only common thread is that you each feel it's an either-or situation where you're right and the other person is wrong. You don't realize that your choices can box you into intractable positions and create a self-perpetuating inertia with little, if any, hope of ending the conflict. It can manifest in problems throughout the organization that affect your teams and their ability to collaborate and get things done. As it drags on, the toll it takes can feel like it outweighs the benefits of working together. Since conflicts arise out of the choices you and your colleagues make, they can also be resolved when you see that you can make different choices that could serve you better, and when you learn how to make them. Those choices become more visible and possible as you shift your focus from either or to the relationship. You make that shift by taking these four interconnected steps. First, recognize the pattern of actions and reactions that trap you in a cycle of frustration. They're the things you both say and do, and what you both think and feel in response to what the other person says and does. Some actions and reactions are obvious and practical. Some are not. Second, understand the frame you use to interpret the other person's actions and reactions. It's the mindset you bring to the conversation, the lens through which you act and react, and it can lead to triggers that entrench you both in your positions. Your frame is shaped by your context, which is a combination of roles, finite resources, and company structure, history, norms, and politics. It's also shaped by your behavioral repertoire, which is your stockpile of life experiences, how you've dealt with them, and how they collectively impact the way you act and react. Third, step out of yourself to inquire and learn more about the other person, where they're coming from, what's driving them, and the conditions, events, and forces that shape their actions and reactions. This will increase your awareness of their concerns and fears, their triggers, and their minimum or threshold needs that must be met to have a productive conversation and relationship. Fourth, restructure past thinking that no longer serves you by combining a greater appreciation for what's important to the other person with the insights you've gained from seeing the limitations your frame imposes on the way you interpret the other person's actions and reactions. This will enable you to reframe how you approach the other person and interpret how they act and react. And that will enable you to act and respond in more productive ways that could disrupt your old pattern and meet both your needs. The relationship lens helps you see how you contribute to the conflict. It gives you the opportunity to reframe your own thinking and how you approach the other person. So you can potentially disrupt your counterproductive pattern, resolve the conflict, and maybe avoid it in the future.
if you still can't resolve it, you'll have a clearer picture of why, and you'll know you did all you could. The next episode is on the tool of cross-training. We'll look at the value of cross-training, which at a minimum is a low-cost insurance policy that will significantly increase your ability to maintain an effective and efficient organization when people with key skill sets and institutional knowledge are not available or no longer around. For a written version of this episode or a complete copy of The Essentials, go to gazeconsulting.com forward slash resources. If you'd like to talk about putting this or any of the tools into practice or tackling an organizational challenge, you're welcome to email me for an initial consultation at no charge. My email is david at gazeconsulting.com. I also welcome your thoughts and questions. Thank you for listening and for the privilege of your time.